brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need. All in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.com to get started. I'm Jason E. Jones, and thank you very much for listening. This will be Manning. Back to throw. Across the middle. Pass complete. Ball down at the 35. To the 40. To the 45. To the 50. To the 45. To the 40. To the 35. 30. 25. 20. 15. 10. 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Kent. Touchdown on play number one. 35. 30. Is there a flag on the play? I don't see one. 15. 10. 5. 4. 3. 2. 1. Touchdown! Tyler! Tennessee scores on a kickoff return by Dale Tyler! To the 30, to the 35, to the 40, breaks to the outside, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40. Floyd Miley can fly. Floyd Miley has the ball at the 50, at the 10, at the 5. He has gone all the way. Touchdown, big on. All is 12 to go for the first down. Go! 
just give it to him. No flag on the field. 79 yards. Touchdown, Tennessee! He lets it go, man open, caught, he's down the sidelines, it's Jawan Jennings, touchdown Tennessee. My goodness. 28 Georgia, Dobbs out of the shotgun, back to throw, Dobbs drops back, looks, loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. What a turn of events. Georgia throws a bomb. Tennessee comes back and throws. All right, guys. It's the Moonshine Jones podcast. This is a new show that we started. It is Yatsky. And the moonshine. I have VFL Paul Yatkowski. I don't know how you became Yatsky, but uh, it sounded good when I did it. Man, I've been called all sorts of things. I'm okay with that one, too. Okay, good. good. Yatsky. <laughs> it works. <laughs> or, we'll, we'll figure it out. Kowski, Paul Y. <laughs> Let me just tell you, that's not the worst thing I've ever been called. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. Okay. All right, so we'll get to it. Tennessee. Oh yeah, do I have to? Tennessee falls thirty-four to seven to Kentucky. The first loss at home to Kentucky since nineteen eighty-two. No, excuse me. Oh, it was just nineteen eighty-four. I'm sorry, nineteen eighty-four. Two two years is all the world is different. Exactly, right it changes everything. You're <laughs> You're going from fast times at Ridgemont High right into damn near the Goonies. So, um, but uh, anyway, damn, I'm 42. I sound like I'm 60. So we lose to Kentucky. We'll get right into it. 34-7 again. Uh, unfortunately, the worst loss Tennessee's taken to Kentucky. Some say since 1935. Um, where do you, what what do you say? Where do you start? I mean, yeah, let's, let's, hey, let's, let's uncover this, look at it and put it, put it back on the ground where it belongs. Cause this was, this, this was just, it was embarrassing. I mean, flat out embarrassing. We, we just, we did things wrong on, on every level, you know, on, on the field, you know, in the coaching, I think, I think in the coaching box and, 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 you know, you just wonder how, how how do we get here and how do we get out of here, especially considering about what we're about to walk into. So, you know, it's it's, it's frustrating to see as a VFL. It's frustrating to see as a fan. I mean, I understand it. We, we, you know, if you, if you look at you read the threads, you look at social media, whatever it is, even even the articles written by the you know the experts out there. You know, there's there's kind of seems to be a, a common finger pointed in one direction, and you just wonder how. How is that not being seen, or how is that not being corrected? And uh, you know, what what are we going to do going forward? You know, it, it, it's baffling at this point, brother. It, it's it, it's baffling. Well, let's do this. What did you see that you liked? They people are talking about 
the the run blocking was good. The uh, for some reason our pass blocking isn't there. What what did you see that you liked from the game? I mean, because we talked about it off air. You, you take away those two pick sixes, and at the end of the ball game, you're looking at a seven three ball game. You know, seven point three point ball game. Yeah, it, it is the tale of two games: first half versus second half. You know, and, and depending on what what side of the ball you look at, defensively, we played well in the first half. We really did. You know, we, we gave up three points. Not a bad thing defensively, especially when you're playing into short fields and and you know you, you're kind of fighting the momentum of uh, of two turnovers. I mean, it's demoralizing. So this. It's it's like when you know when there's a turnover in a game, you take a shot downfield because you're expecting your opponent to be kind of reeling. Like, well, what just happened? How how do we counter this? So you take those big shots, and and you know, Kentucky was taking shots. You know, we were, we were rocked back on our heels, but we held, so things were all right. You know, the biggest problem I saw in the first half was just why didn't we make a change sooner? And then the, the, I think the bigger thing for me is, you know, when we did make the change. Why, why are we throwing the football? Okay, so you're taking Shroud, who hasn't, you know, hasn't, hasn't had an opportunity this year. Yeah. So after after he watches our starting quarterback throw two pick sixes, and you know, there's there's all sorts of chatter happening on the sidelines. This kid, Pucker Factor is diamond on this kid, and you send him in. Why are you making? Why are you asking him to throw the football? We've got a great ground game, offensive line. He's doing a fine job at that point. You know, we, we haven't faltered. We haven't, they haven't figured out any gaps or tendencies or, or, or things that they can exploit on us. Run the ball. Just run the ball. Give Shroud a couple – give him a series or two to settle in, settle down, get, get things corrected, even if they're three and outs. So be it. At least to get the kid's heart rate under 140. All right? Because yeah. I'll tell you what, you get thrown into the mix like that, you're slamming at about 180 beats per minute, and that is not a fun thing to do, especially when you got to try and throw the ball. Bad, bad play calling. Let's. You, know, you got to manage the situation. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised here by looking at the statistics. First downs, 18 for Tennessee, 18 for Kentucky, yeah. nine rushing for UK, 11 for Tennessee. Seven for Kentucky, seven for Tennessee. Uh, two penalty first downs. Those are those are gonna. You're not gonna win ball games when you continue uh, penalty first downs, if you will. Uh, rushing, one eighty-seven to one. Man, this is making me feel even worse because this shows that we were right. It's it's we it's right there. Statistically, we were toe to toe for them. I mean, if not bettering them, this this is a game. If you look at the numbers, you're going, yeah, I think Tennessee probably squeaked this out, but maybe you know, seven points, right? Seven points, three points, something yeah. like that. But you know, the the difference, you know, devil's in the details, and the details are we threw two pick sixes, and I mean, you just you just can't do that, and that's a continuation from the Georgia game. I mean, we were just spitting up the balls again. Going back to, to uh, General Nealon, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. We yeah. can't continue to make these mistakes. And, and in my opinion, putting Guarantano. Now, you know, you and I had this conversation earlier. There's there's no space for calling this kid trash, garbage. You know, he's not playing well. And 
he doesn't, you know, in my opinion, he doesn't have it. And, you know, like I said, back, you know, talking to my teammates um, back in the day in, in, in the uh, early 90s, like, yeah, well, you, you know, yeah, you're just spoiled by, by what we had. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I was. But you know what? He surely came in as a redshirt sophomore, and he wasn't in charge of the entire offense package. He didn't have it all together. But, man, that kid could make plays. They, they, they managed, I, I believe they managed the uh, playbook to what he could work with him. And when things went poorly, he had the athletic ability to make something happen. And that's what you do, you know. You go with what you got, and, and you, you build a program or the scheme around that. And if we're asking him to do more than what he's capable of in his fifth year, then obviously he's not the right guy. This is like watching the Titanic and going, man, do you think he's going to hit the iceberg again? Oh, God. Yeah. He's going to hit the iceberg let's, again. Let's take so, a look, if you will, if you want to like compare, obviously, two completely different teams um, with the 90, 92 or 93 Vols. You had uh, Corey Fleming, Craig Faulkner. Am I yeah. correct on this? You are correct. Okay. Craig Faulkner, Corey Fleming. Um, Billy Williams. Yep. Um, Made you know, huge plays had. against Florida, at Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had some great players, but you know, yeah. And then you look at our backfield: Charlie Garner, Little Man Stewart, Aaron Aaron Hayden. Yeah. You know, Craig. You know, we we had some players, but you know, we're we're not so deficient anymore. I mean, look at our offensive line; they're highly touted. You know, we we've got some good good kids in there playing football. We've got some young guys, but some skill guys happening outside on the wing. We got two good running backs. All right. So where are we failing? You know? Yeah. It, 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 it baffles me and how that we can't, how we can't put together what seems to be can't put together a, a good offensive scheme that's manageable for the talent that we have. You know, I, I do know, or I believe, you know, in conversations that I had back in the day that, you know, our playbook was was put together for what Heath was good at. So let's run it that. It complemented his abilities. That's the best way to put it right there. So, you know, you can have success in that. I, I, I don't, you know, middle school, I, I don't I don't teach you. I, I don't coach my, my middle school players things that, that I learned in Division One football because it's beyond their ability to, 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 uh, to comprehend and, and to play. So... Keep it simple. What they, what they can be successful at, yeah. and we we have success with that. So, you know, you, you got to wonder if that's that's a bit of a problem that Cheney's you know calling things that's over his head. I don't know. It's it's really hard to say because you don't know what's happening within those meeting rooms, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on. But exactly. What there, about there's that? A common, um, there's, a, there's a common point of failure. What about that um, play call that Pruitt called out, where he's thrown an out route? Basically, forty-five yards across the field, and then gets picked up. I mean, I, I, that's, I, I fall within that. You know, I, like, I think I said in an earlier conversation with you. You know, like in, in a run, the first four to six are mine; the rest are yours. Okay, give me, give me, give me yards that that will advance the ball and put put me in a good position to call the next play. If if it's third down, you know, I, I don't I don't understand if if, if it's Third and six. Why? Why are you running a four yard out? Run a seven yard. Out. Let Let's work the sticks. You know. Let Let's get Let's get, put our put our positions where where if the ball's caught, you know, 
we got we got it we got a first down we don't need to throw a home run on for on third down we need to get a first down so let's let's look at what we need to do now is that is that cheney calling the play to go deep on that probably not did did uh, jg think he saw something probably hard to say you know there's a lot of things that happen at this level of football but let's let's give him more options uh, on the short game where we can because you know, he's good at throwing a short ball but let's let's try and work some under routes give him an outlet something that that can get us in a position to give us another series because that's that's what matters let's get the next series of downs and let's start working from there first and second down you can start pushing downfield third and fourth I'm a I'm a possession guy. So you pull you you, you take away those two pick sixes, and the more and more I think about it, and the more and more I look at these stats, you know, we're we're probably looking at another Tennessee Kentucky game where we pull it out in the end. Um, it's just amazing that those two pick sixes they demoralize a, a, a team. Big big plays. Yeah, I mean that's. Like I said earlier, that, that's that's why you take shots after a big play because you get rocked back on your heels. So, you know, we, we take them back to back, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. How, you know, now it, it, it's a tough thing to respond to. And, you know, I think our defense did a good job of it. But you can't just continue that, that onslaught of, of mistakes and bad plays or big plays and expect the team to respond over and over again. A great team will. A great team will. We're not a great team. No, yet. we're not a great team. So, you know, we're, we're still learning. We, we don't have the resolve. I don't think we have the backbone that we need yet um, because we, we haven't had – we don't have that confidence yet. So, you know, it's, it's through a learning process that you develop that confidence and that will to fight through. But, you know, when, when you're kind of, you know, a mediocre team or on, on the plus side of mediocre, which I think we are, you know, couple of shots to the gym man it'll rock you so it, it takes it takes a, a solid staff and, and a confident uh, a, a confident team to be able to stand up and take another one so, i don't i don't think i that. remember a defense even when it came to Derek dooley's defenses where he was the head coach and the defense coordinator. I'm not even going to talk about that. Those were some dark days. But everybody everybody talked about the the way that that, that you were um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you didn't have uh, – oh, your technique. There we go. Um, the technique – like, yeah, the fundamentals. The, your, your technique was off. When we were playing Alabama, I remember one game with Derek Dooley, and the defense just looked absolutely lost. I got to be honest with you, I did not think I would see this, but I've never seen a defense have this much problem with a slant route. Yeah, you know, people go back to that, but you know, is is it the is it that we're just having a problem catching the? Slant route? Are, are are they running the right seams? Are we in the wrong? Are we in the wrong coverage? You know, it it, it it's it's tough. You know, they they you, you try and disguise something. You're trying to hide hide which coverage is. Are you are you three deep? Are you two deep? Are you are you, you know are you playing quarters? Are you playing halves? Are you playing man? You know that the thing, the complexity of trying to disguise the defense can really confuse the players at times. So. You know, is it what we're trying to do schematically, or is it these guys are just running precision routes and the timing is is spot on, given given that there's 
may not be enough pressure. It's, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say unless you know what the play call was and what they're trying to do. But I think our you know, opponents have been watching film is what I think, Paul. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there, there is that, you know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent for I, I love man. You know, you best way to keep a keep a pass from being thrown is to keep the receiver out of the route. Let's 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 play press. Get up there, jam these guys on the line. You know, change it up. You know, show show uh, show press back out. You know, uh, peel out and then play coverage. There's there's different things that you can do, but man, when when they just keep seeming when, when they seem to keep hitting the same the same um, the same passing routes, you, you got to start wondering what where's where's the breakdown? Is it the scheme or is it the players just not seeing what's happening out there? And those are great points. I want to get to all of these personal fouls. Where do you think they come from? Frustration. Well, you know, at first, I think a lot of it just comes from posturing. You want, you want to, you know, be the man. You got to beat the man. So you, you know, you may take a cheap shot, try and get on top of him, try and try and shake him, hit him in the helmet, hit him with your yeah. helmet in the head. I mean, come on. We've all been there where you're like, okay, I want to rattle his cage a little bit. So, you, you know, you, you press here, you push there, you yeah. take a cheap shot where you can. But, you know, after a couple of big plays, when you're down, when you're, when you know, you're behind the sticks and you're frustrated, that's where, that's where, that's where personal fouls come from, man. You, you're getting beat. You don't know what to do. And uh, you're just lashing out. And it's, it's just, it, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid football. You can't do that. You know, this, you're letting emotions get the best of you, and uh, it, it doesn't benefit the team. It doesn't. You, you got to be able to manage your emotions like that. Take it out. Mm-hmm. Take it out on the next play. But you, you can't take a blatant cheap shot. What is what is one thing that you would say that you like that you see from Jeremy Pruitt and his staff? Well, you know, I've been to coaches. I've been. I've sat in a couple of meetings, and I mean, they're they're hard nosed coaches. Um, you know, the first time I sat in a meeting, I was in there with Shane Bonham and listening to Coach Pruitt. I mean, he chewed, he chewed some ass for about the first 15 minutes. He was going through missed assignments, missed tackles, the blown calls. He was going through a chart, and I looked over at Shane Bonham. I'm like, man, dude, have you ever seen? You've been through anything like this? He's like, no, but he had a big smile on his face. Shane's, Shane's that kind of guy. And once Pruitt got into his uh, into the scheme of it. You know, I mean, Shane played seven, I think, seven, eight years in the NFL. You know, I look at him, and I'm kind of asking the same question. I'm like, have you ever seen anything like this? He goes, man, I've never been in a meeting like this. So, you know, he's hard-nosed. He's, he's, he's definitely scheme-driven. I, I, I don't doubt at all, at all, that Coach Pruitt is a great coach. You know, you don't, you don't get to the levels that, that, uh, that, he's, that he's achieved. You know, by being mediocre, and a pedigree of coaching, his father. The pedigree is there. The ability is there. You know, you at one point you start asking the question: Is it is it the is it the scheme that makes the man, or is it the players that make the scheme? You know, and he's had some pretty damn good players out there to to play his scheme. So, you know, you do ask that question, Um, but. I, you know, I think that I think he's been in the program and or had the program long enough where the players are understanding what he's what what he wants and expects them to do. Uh, uh, Tua 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 uh, Henry uh, can't pronounce the name right, but you know, I mean, here here's a kid that comes in as a freshman and he's doing some serious stuff out there. So this kid has got a football IQ that I think is above what most kids have. So he's comprehending comprehending what's happening, and and he's able to to execute the scheme, but. 
you know, is it happening on all levels? Maybe, maybe not. You know, and maybe that's part of the firing of, of uh, Brombaugh, you know, which I think took everybody by, by shock that you fire a defensive line coach after uh, what is evidently um, a complete offensive misfire in a game. So, you know, schematically, are the two not working out? You know, is, is you know, did, did it not gel? Were they, were they not running on the same page? It's highly possible and most likely is. You know, I think from a Tennessee fan standpoint, that was just, you know, I mean, I, I, when I saw the headlines, you know, who it makes change in, in, in staff, I'm thinking, oh, there goes there goes Winky, man. <laughs> that would have been my first thought. Back you know, to Minnesota. Yeah, he's not going to get rid of Cheney yet, but. Oh, I don't think yeah, you can like, afford to get rid of Cheney right now. Which, uh, yeah, I, you, you know, I, you just, sometimes you just don't know what happened, but. Firing a defensive line coach after what has really not been a bad defensive year so no. far was really unexpected from from me. And maybe he's the sacrificial lamb, maybe not. But. Trying to set the tone, get rid of somebody that you really aren't going to miss, and somebody that you really don't think you're going to you're losing much. So you're trying to yeah. set the tone with a firing. Well, you know, people people say back in the day, uh, you know, Coach Fulmer was let go because he did he had such an allegiance to his to his, a, a partnership with his staff that he wasn't willing to make changes that you know the general public, maybe the administration, uh, you know, the, the up and above thought needed to happen. So you know, you you can you can you know you can admire a man for for uh, you know loyalty sticking to his guns and, and being loyal to his guys, you know. So it can definitely be a plus, but in this case, you know, maybe it was well, you know, the guys, the guys that I'm closest with aren't really doing the job, and they're expecting something to change. So this is where I'm comfortable with going. So it, it's hard to say, but you know, that that's not not what I wanted to see. You know, and then even on top of that, when you start looking at the news reports, it's like, well, you know, we're not sold. You know, we're we're not we're not putting JG out the pasture yet. Come on, I'm telling you. And, no. and you know, Tua Tua, Toa Toa, whatever is Jordan, Jordan T, Mr. T. He goes on yeah. his Instagram and puts um basically like, please play Harrison Bailey as a picture with his fingers crossed. So yeah. what does that send to the team? And and you know that Henry is one of the most respected players on the team. Right rightfully so. I mean that kid's a stuck. No, undoubtedly that kid's a stud. What he what he does on the field for his for his agent experience is phenomenal. I I, I love that kid. I'm excited but, to see him gain gain the weight back, but keep yeah. the um keep the what am I, yeah keep the uh, the physicalness yeah yeah the muscle well, the man, muscle. Nah, you know the, the training program will do that. I have no doubt he's going to continue to develop. He's going to you know he'll he'll be a buckus guy down the road. I, Oh, I, I agree with that. Good. You know, but but when one of the leaders, especially at, at his, you know, at, at his age within the program, to, to make that kind of stand, I think that's impressive for him to kind of buck the system and say, look, this is what I think. Now, does that have any sway in the coaching staff? Probably not. Uh, Coach Pruitt and staff are going to go with what they think is right. And again, I've said this before. If that's the best that we have to field as a starting quarterback, I worry about our future, you know, now, you know, Harrison Bailey's got all sorts of stars and this and that, but again, is he a playmaker or is he not? Hey, you know what? 
Peyton Manning came in as a true freshman when Jerry Colquitt got hurt and uh, Todd Helton uh, wasn't cutting it against UCLA. Here, here, bam, here's Peyton Manning. I remember that game like it was yesterday. I do too. Well, welcome to the dance. All right. He owned it. So are you, are you a five star? Are you special? Are, are you exceptional or are you not? Give the kid a chance. And, and let's find out. And Bailey came in, and he does something that JG couldn't do, goes down the field and doesn't turn the ball over, and even puts them in a position to score a touchdown. They turned it over on fourth down. But as a freshman, with all those picks that Kentucky's had, he did not turn the ball over. Which, which is important. Absolutely. Possession is key. You can burn the clock, you rest your defense, you set the tempo for the game, you know, for, for that drive. You, you're in control of what you want to do at that point. So, again, with, with a kid like that, let's manage what he's capable of. Let's keep him comfortable, mm-hmm. give, him, give him situations that, that he feels he can manage. So, I think, I think we can do that. And, and I think the results were okay. you got to build the kid's confidence. You have to. You know, just like like you said earlier, throwing throwing Stroud in there, yeah. and say, hey, you know, he throw the ball. No, 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 no. Don't you the run ball. the ball at least throw once. The ball, the ball yeah, exactly. Let him off. let him get comfortable um, exactly. out there. Get okay. Back. Speaking of getting comfortable, let's take our first break. We're coming back. Uh, we're going to talk about Abilama and the uh, the Quinton Tide when we come back on the Yatsky and the Moonshine. Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here on the <laughs> on the Yatsky and the Moonshine Jones show. Uh, talking off air about old Canada. And uh, anyway, all right, let's move on here. Somebody in Sevier County is going, "What the hell, Canada? Canada? Where where where's that? Is that over in Europe, like uh, Germany or something?" Exactly. <laughs> Anything uh, north of Kentucky's, that's Yankee land. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So it comes that special week. By the way, man, before we get into this, I think I said something today about the third Saturday in October. You got to love the internet because it's undefeated. They're like, oh, I believe it was the fourth Saturday that one year. I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean. Exactly. Golly. Everybody. Yeah, let's, 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 let's get the big picture. We all know what the third Saturday yeah, is. That means Bama sucks. And, uh, you know, we're all okay with it. Yeah, we're all okay with that, you know. Now you got me For talking real. like that. But, um, man, it just kills me about the internet. Everybody's got to be right. Everybody has to. You ever notice that, though? You'll say something and maybe on online and Somebody will correct you and go, no, no, it wasn't. It's like, is that how, I mean, is that what works your day out? Is just for, just like waiting for somebody to say something that you like, wait, 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 hold on. That's not true. Well, I think that is the high point of some people's day is to find a grammatical error or a spelling error. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, no. It was the 23rd, not the 24th. You're yeah. stupid. Like, oh, come on. Oh, come but, on. So relax yeah. here. Okay? We just... know where we're going. And we know what the point is. So, Chill out, bud. Don't be friendly. You know, Facebook is hate book. You really, you really People get is. on there just to get, just so they can get mad at somebody that they don't know and they don't have to defend it in person. Yeah, so, you're right. The crazy world, social media. You ain't kidding, man. We yeah. we we did much better without it. But uh, okay, all right. So let's talk about uh, Alabama. So Alabama uh, obviously came off the loss. Nope, they didn't. They won. They won. They they, they beat uh they beat a team that beat us by twenty three, by seventeen. I'll let you do the math on that one. That's a forty point difference. But to the people that follow me on Vault for Life and have <laughs> have seen my post that I put out today saying we will beat Alabama, who's with me? The old Jerry Maguire. <laughs> who's coming with me? Who's coming with? And people on there going, "Are you high?" I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm on, I'm high on the balls. Um, Man, you, you better get the fish out of the fish tank because that might be one of the only people that are going with. One of the only things that are going with you. Oh man! <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you played there. I've been a fan. I'm never going to say we're going to lose to Alabama. Now the chances might not be great, but I still always believe we can beat Alabama. I was in Texas at um, at a man camp. I've done everything on an oil field, and um, I uh, I go to the bathroom. They say, "Hey, Tennessee, you better get out of here." <laughs> I said, "What? What happened?" They said, uh, "That Amari Cooper just took the ball and went into that checkered end zone." <laughs> I said, "You got to be <laughs> okay." This is my podcast. You got to be shitting me. You're telling me they already scored? Yep. I was like, son of a bitch. Yep. But what what does Tennessee, let's just get right to it. What does Tennessee have to do to win this ball game? And who needs to start a quarterback? And what else can you throw out there? Well, I think Tennessee needs to start the game about four hours before kickoff and play against Alabama's cheerleaders to win this game. I hate to say that, but it is the truth. I mean, Bama, unfortunately, is going to do what Bama does, and it it just it scars me deep to say that. But there's not much I think we can do. I mean, you know, the Internet gives us a 7.5% chance of winning. Oh, is it 7.5 now? It was 7. That, that, <laughs> That's what I saw. Something went, like that. It went up to 0.5. You're worth a dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance? 
Well, so you're saying there's a chance. Lightning does strike, but you know, over over the course of uh, 60 minutes on a on a college football Saturday, it's not going to strike enough. So, you know, here's here's my here's here's my thoughts on the game, Moonshine. It's it's I think it's simple as this: we need to change a quarterback. We need to put in Harrison Bailey. We need to develop a game plan that gives him some confidence. We need to we need to figure out where we can run and how we can run. We need to kill the clock. We need to make some throws uh, that are short, uh, that are safe, that are going to be consistent, that will build some confidence. We mean it, and, and unfortunately, to put it simply, we need to manage this loss so that it doesn't get out of hand. Because if you give Alabama an opportunity, they will take this out of hand. And you know, I've got a couple great, great, great friends. Uh, that are Bama alum, and I'm just eating it by the shovelful right now. And, and I've been doing it for years, so I'm about full of it. And it, I'm sure you can imagine what it is. It, but yeah, I mean, we, we just need to be realistic. You know, it. We're not there. We're not. If we can't beat Georgia, we're, we're not going to beat Bama. Let's all just be honest. We can hope. I, I will hope, and I will. I would say. A pray to a prayer to our Lord Friday night. Keep our players safe to give us an opportunity to win and make something happen. But I'm not I'm I'm not planning on it. So I hope that we get through this safely. Our players are intact. We come out healthy so that we can fight the next game. But Bama does what Bama does, and it just makes me sick. Mm. That that's that's my ugly that's my ugly truth. You want to call a segment? That's the ugly truth. The ugly <laughs> truth. I don't like it. I hate to say it. It's it's like it it's just it's vile in my mouth. But that is that is my thought. We just need to play smart football to manage the loss and get out of that game as quickly as possible. Now I've watched Bama's defense, and they're not the defense that we've known Bama to be. Where do you think that, from what you're saying, for Tennessee just to keep it civil, where where's some weaknesses in the Bama area that you've seen? You know, I mean, they're not the Bama that, that, that they were, but they're not far from the Bama that, that they typically are. You know, they, they've got strengths everywhere. They've, they've got speed at the defensive back. Their linebackers read well, flow well. Their defensive line is big and aggressive. You know, we just – I think we need to find gaps in, in order to uh, just advance the ball. You know, if we, if we can gain three, four yards and we can just clip – uh, you know, if we can get in a, th- a third and short and, uh, you know, we, we can throw a quick out, we can throw a screen – you know, maybe a draw or something like that where, you know, we, we can just split them and, and, and slip up field to get that first down. I think that's what we need to do. I, I, I don't have any faith whatsoever that we can go deep on Alabama. I think that their DBs are, are, are just too fast, too good. Um, and uh, even though I think our receivers are capable of finding probably some seams to get open and, and we might have some opportunities, I, even, you know, one, I don't believe that uh, JG can do it. And even if we put Harrison Bailey for all the faith and hope that I have in this kid to become, the, you know, the next great of Tennessee football You're quarterback. You're throwing him out against Alabama. Well, you don't want, you don't want to crush the, you don't, you don't want to crush the kid's, uh, um, you know, ego. You, you don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to feed him to the 
lions, you know, not at least one big bite. You know, if they're going to bite him, give him nibbles, all right? But manage it so that he can build some confidence. I don't, I don't think the coaches will do that. I don't think the staff will do that. I think they're going to say, well, you know, let, let's just put JG in here and, and, and let, let's hope for the best and, and try not to get anybody hurt. And then maybe we could look at moving to uh, the next progression of uh, quarterbacks going forward. But, you know, it, it's hard to say because the moves that uh, our staff has done are probably not things that, that I would have done. But, again, I, you know, I don't have their experience. I don't get paid four, four or $5 million a year to do it. So, uh, you know, they're, they're entitled to do what they think is best and right, even though, you know, I think the mass doesn't agree with it. But um, it, it's, it's going to be a tough situation for us no matter what. So I, I don't want to crush. I don't want to crush the the, uh, the kid's enthusiasm and, and his uh, confidence. But I think we need to start. We need to start putting him into the game and give him some experience that we can control and manage. So okay, it's, uh, not going to be pretty. I believe that we can run the ball. We run the ball well. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I we can run the ball against Alabama. But they're going to stack the box if we do. So then we're going to have to we're going to be, have to be able to make it go vertical. What the problem. the problem is right now too? We don't have a tight end. Even I don't even know who our tight end is on the team. To be honest with you, I think it's number what's that eighty eight. But that just shows that I have no idea who in the hell we're going to throw the ball to from the tight end position. Yeah, uh, some some of my friends, some of my, my teammates, they they've been saying the same thing. It's like we we got a tight end, you know. And, and I'm with you. Uh, I hate to admit it that I, I don't know our, our uh, uh, every position that well, but um, you know I got some guys, James Warren, um, who I played with. You know his comments like, "Why are we not taking advantage of the tight end? We're not playing any kind of over the middle under routes. We, you know we we just keep throwing the ball, throwing the ball deep, throwing throwing the, the outside." outside. Yeah. So it's, I think the tight end, from, from my standpoint, the tight end is one of the hardest things to defend against because you know you you get a you get a down block. You know if you keep your tight end, uh, you know run blocking, all you have to do is show a run block and slip them out. Now you got an open receiver that you know a linebacker is going. It, it's, he's going to be an afterthought because oh he's he's down blocking or he's he's, he's line blocking. You know he's not a threat. Leak him out. Do something with him. You know, change change it up a little bit. But we're not throwing two tight ends. And you know, we have good tight ends. We we have had good tight ends over the last several years. The Wolf Brothers. You know, I mean, there's there's. Uh, I think they were brothers, anyways. When they were oh, they are. Brothers. They are. Yeah. So so you know we Michael we have, Rivera. Yeah, but we're we're not we're not using we're, we're not using all of our all of our outlets and you know I. I Again, it's hard to say if that's uh, offensive play calling or if if that's just a failure of quarterback to to read his uh, read through his progressions and his checks. Let me let me pick your brain real quick. Well, this won't take long. Yeah, this is going to be a short part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you've got Harrison Bailey. Say he comes out. Um, we're going to say that they uh, take the kickoff and it goes in the end zone. We start out the 25-yard line. This is the beginning of the game. What would you do against Alabama? Say, for instance, they do this and they bring Harrison Bailey out to start the game. 
which I don't really, I don't think they're going to. I know, I know. But what would, what would you call to get him comfortable other than a run? What about a screen pass or something to get him, um, to get him loose, but also not to, uh, to try to force any throws? Maybe a quick screen out of the backfield to, uh, to Gray. I like a bubble screen to the outside. You know, it, it's quick. You, you run it out of gun. You, you know, as soon as the ball hits the hand, you're, you're spinning, you're throwing it out. You know, if you're running out of trips or doubles, that, you know, that, that number two is, is stepping back. It should be quick and easy, depending on what the coverage is. If they're playing press, if they're up, you, you know, you, you don't really want to throw that. But if they're playing off, you know. In, Cover in two off. Cover, Cover two yeah, off. Exactly. So if they're playing off. You know, you know, they're giving you five, seven yards of cushion off of that. You know, that that's an easy throw. Two steps back by by the number two, you throw the ball. You got a completion. Completions are good. It builds confidence for the quarterbacks. I like that a lot. I also like, you know, I also like running a flare, you know, a, 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 a fly, a T-fly or a fly out into a flare, dump the ball out into the flats. You know, it's not a big gainer, but, again, you're building confidence in, in, the, in the pass. He's, he's making plays. He feels good about it. You know, hopefully we get a few, you know, two, three yards out of it. And, you know, and, and I think we have enough talent where, you know, if you put put our running backs out into space, they're going to be athletic. They're going to make a play. They're going to be ball players. So, you know, you give you give our running backs who are seasoned, who are used to this level of pressure, you give them the opportunity to uh, to shoulder the burden. Okay. But you give, a, you give the quarterback a couple outs that make him feel confident about what he's got to do. You pick up seven yards – then you run it on second down. You get one yard. You've got a third and two on your first drive with Harrison Bailey. What do you call? And it's um, let's go. They're gonna run. I'm, okay, they're gonna run. They're gonna go with the defensive uh, stunt here. They're gonna go. We'll say man. Cover one, they're going to bring up the safety, and they're going to have one man back. What do you go? What do you do? Oh, man, like we were saying earlier, I, I, on something short like that, I like a tight end release because it's quick. You know, if, uh, if, he, if he steps down, jams, you know, almost like he's going to the second level, he, he just uh, slip blocks going, going to a running back and then just releases outside something quick. You can find a gap if you see pressure. You fit that tight end into that that pressure pocket if they're bringing somebody, but just get them high enough, lob the ball out there. I think I think anything short is good. We do not need to go downfield. So if we're going to throw the ball, I, I think that's the way to go. I, again, I still like screens on shorts because I think you know if you get a if you get a good crack block from the number one coming down on mm-hmm. number two if they're playing press, that allows the number two receiver to. Uh, get the ball and probably get a couple of steps up. You know, it gives them a chance to read off of that. So I, I like a quick tight end out or even a drag drag over the middle, depending on what the linebackers are doing. I like a, I like a screen. But all things considered, you know, our strength in our offense right now is our run game. And, you know, let, let's load up. Let's run behind Trey. You know, run behind Cade. Let's, you know, if we're, if we're down to one or two yards, we should be able to gain a couple yards. So, you know, if we're in short yardage, I'm thinking run the ball. 
we, we need to pound that rock a little bit and we need to put the put the burden on our mm-hmm. on our offensive line. We got a fifth you know, fifth year senior out there. Yeah. Time to step up. What last question? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No The offensive line has been struggling in pass protection. What is a coach do you try to do to take some burden off of that pass protection on the offensive line? Are you looking for just some flare routes, some short routes, uh, things like that? Well, I mean, if your if your line's having a hard time, shotgun, you know. Well, you know, you start looking at fan block and move the pocket, let the quarterback roll out, you know, get him out into space, let him be athletic. I mean, that you know, in the grand scheme of things, that was supposed to be one of JG's things. I'm a dual threat, you know. The guy should be able to move in space. So let's move the pocket, man. Just fan, fan block the line left to right. Yeah, I mean, ideally you want to you want to go right, you know, because it's more of a natural throwing uh, throwing uh, movement for the for the mm-hmm. quarterback. But let, let you know, just slide slide the pocket right, let him roll, and find something. If nothing there, you know, fan blocking can turn into zone blocking. You know, give, give him give him the you know four beats, and all of a sudden now let's we've gone from just you know, slide blocking. Now let's get body on body and try and find a gap for a quarterback to run through. So, you know, it, there's there, there's some there's some options that you have. You know, if you're really failing at uh, at blocking on the line, you know, a, a middle screen or an outside screen, something 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 just just past the defensive line, depending on what the linebackers are doing. If there's zone if they're if there's zone dropping versus man reading, so. But, yeah, middle screen's a great thing to do, you know, because, well, what, what do you do as a, an offensive lineman in, in a middle screen? Uh, you, you know, you jam and release. Well, if that's how we're fan, if that's, yeah. how we're, that's how we're pass blocking, let them go. Dump the ball over the top, you know. So there's a few ways to change that up. You throw a couple middle screens on, on a defense, they're going to start pulling back yes. a little bit. You're yeah. going you, to have those, the, those D linemen start thinking about, well, it, did I beat the guy or is he zone, is he uh, is he screen blocking me? And they're gonna that's gonna slow them down, so it gives your quarterback a little bit of time to think and maneuver. What is the pros and cons with the same question here? What are the pros and cons of staying in a shotgun if you're Harrison Bailey or your JG, your Garantano, or even Shrout? What what are the pros and cons for pass protection? Out of a shotgun with a with a team that's been struggling in pass protection. I think I, I think you give yourself you know you're automatically giving yourself a five yard cushion, so you you have better visibility on what what's happening at the line. You, you, you can see what the pocket's doing for you, but then you know you're not worried about you, you know, thinking about your drop steps where you're going to set. So it, it just gives you a, a beat or two longer. To, to assess what's happening in front of you and start looking downfield a little bit faster. You know, and if you do have to scramble, well, you know, you, you're already five back. You need to pull back to seven or eight to roll out. You you can do that. So I think it just gives you more flexibility in how you, how 
how much time you have to read read the defense and where your where your kind of you know escape routes are if you have to get into that. Mm, good I, stuff. I, I like the gun. I, if we're passing, if we're passing, I like gun. You know, if we're going to run the ball, I, I I don't mind under center at all. Hand the ball off, go through the line of scrimmage, give that running back uh, you know three yards of steam, and let him hit the line. You know, I mean, now we're, we're talking about 19, 1980 power football. Right. But, um, you know, I, I, I like that. I mean, I think back to the Alabama game where we took, gosh, what was it, a year year or two ago? You know, we're down on the one, was it? We, we're running that from gun. Like, man, you know, I just I, I just, I just, don't see that. Get, get up under center, feel the surge. Last you know, question, <laughs> bonus question, bonus question. What – as a defensive lineman on the inside, and you know that they're having a hard time with pass coverage, excuse me, pass blocking, what what are you trying to do as a defensive line, interior defensive lineman, when you know, when you start to see now – I'm already getting excited thinking about it, and this isn't against Tennessee. This is just thinking if somebody would love to rush the passer. What are you? Are you just chomping at the bits now? I mean, you're just drooling when you start to see him go back and in, in, oh, yeah. into uh, into a, a throwing motion. And that's that that that's fun football as a D lineman. It, it's Especially interior, you know, if you're playing a one or three or two eye, something on the inside, if you're playing tackle on those, mm-hmm. you know, playing run is grind. You know, you get that double team, you got you got a brace split, you yep. know, going small, come out big on the backside, three technique, you know, you got to worry about the reach, um, you know, and getting washed out. Some but, chop blocks you know, possibly here and there. Yeah, you know, it, it, if, if it's a quick game, you're, you're thinking chop block, but if you know they're running out of gun and, and they're more of a drop yeah. back team, you know, you're, you're getting your feet tighter, you're getting your butt higher, you're getting into that sprinter stance. Now you're starting to think about what you're going to do coming off. But, you know, back, back in Monday, we called Cobra games, you know, like uh, defensive line um, twists, stunts, you know, be it an eat, a nut, a, a text, what, whatever mm-hmm. whatever the, the, the coach is calling it. You know, games, games happen among the defensive linemen. When you talk about pressures and blitzes, now you're incorporating the, the – um, the linebackers and the and the DBs and the pressure, but you know when you know you're pass when you, you know when you're pass rushing, you can start incorporating games in there. So you can start working two man twists, three man twists, and and that's when it's fun because now you know now you got the offensive linemen who, who think they're just they're going to kick step out and fan block. Now all of a sudden you're coming under, yeah, and coming over. Mm-hmm. You know it, it really changes it, it changes what they have. to do and you, you know, see a lot of get, mistakes you, like that too well you, you do if you can get a good rap if you, you know if, if you're defensive end your three technique or rip all of a sudden instead of go, instead of bull rushing or coming outside for contain if all of a sudden they're 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 doing a, a check step rip under and your one technique is doing check step and he's and he's doing that that scrape um scrape um under under the uh, three and the five that are coming under Man, if that quarterback scrambles, he's not seeing he's not seeing that one technique flipping to the outside. Man, you you can you you can hit a guy right in the chest with that. I mean, it's a beautiful thing when those games work. So it, it's fun to do that. It, it finally gives you an opportunity, especially when you're playing a gap control defense. When you get in the pass rush, you know the, those interior guys. 
So now you're thinking about lane responsibility. So you can play, you can you can pressure A B gap. So it gives it finally gives the interior guys fun. While you know your defensive ends, they've got to rush outside C with contain, and and they they've got to make sure that they're not getting pushed past or, or rushing deeper than the quarterback. So I think the interior guys get a chance to finally have a little bit of fun. Um, and uh, turn over some of the big responsibility to the defensive ends, who are typically the showboats out there, you know, with the, the speed rush around the edge. All Just right, glory. it's time for prediction time, Mr. Paul oh, Yankowski. <laughs> oh, man. Do I want to put one bullet or two bullets into the revolver? Uh, three bullets. <laughs> three. Three. I don't know. I think I think I think it's going to be somewhere in that. Uh, it's going to be over forty. You know, it's going to be in that forty-two, forty-nine range. I think we'll be lucky if we can get fourteen points. I'm going to say Tennessee thirty-eight, Alabama thirty-four. Wow! I love your enthusiasm, brother. I love where you're going with it. I'm not buying it, though. <laughs> 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 You're not selling me a ticket to that show, but I like my name's you. Butch I like Jones. Look, we we came <laughs> out. We were we were relentless. We were fearless. I grew up a Tennessee fan in Michigan. Oh man, the only thing that Butch Jones did was brick by brick build a brick outhouse. Come on, have you ever seen somebody with so many? I remember I was at the uh, Georgia Tech Tennessee game where we gave up. More yards than shit. I don't know, but made that freaking team that went ended up going five and seven or something. Georgia Tech made that doggone five foot nine quarterback look like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, but he pulls out a trash can, and I mean, it was just the biggest. I don't know if he was hired by Alabama to be our coach or what the deal was, but, I mean, he just came up with so much stuff, brick by brick, the trash can on the side. I mean, just. For every $100,000 we paid him, he either had a gimmick or a tagline that he was selling us, you know. There, not, there was He couldn't coach. He, he literally had no idea when it came down to um, – and the greatest example is I was there, unfortunately, 2017 at the Swamp. And it's the last play of the game. And did you know this? It was it was 63 yards away. And two years before, it was 63 yards away when, when Florida hit us on that out route and it came around. And all of our <laughs> – I mean – how, how does that even happen that our players get knocked down and they go in for a touchdown? But it was 63 yards there, and it was 63 yards when Franks threw that. It wasn't a Hail Mary. That was a point. That was just a throw it right over the top of the coverage. We ran, yeah. we, we ran a man defense on the last play of the game, 63 yards away from the end zone. I don't know what you're thinking there, man. You you go you go five deep and you just you just backpedaling. That's all. Nobody gets past you. So yeah, it's just quality of coaching. You know, I mean, we all have different opinions and uh, you know defensive schemes, but sometimes you just shake your head, going, I don't know of anybody that would have done that. 
No. He just, no. he had no idea. I don't know what the problem was when it came down to X's and O's in, in, in game situations. You know, up 17 nothing against Oklahoma. I mean, things like that. Yeah. You know, just he had all the talent in the world. I mean, that 15 and 16 team should have won at least an SEC championship, SEC East championship, and could have possibly went to whatever was going on then as far as the college football. Yeah. I mean, that 16 team just – if Hurd doesn't – what happens with him and all the issues going on, um, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, hey, brother, great having you on, man. It's Paul Yatkowski. It's the Yatsky and the Moonshine Jones Show from Canada. From Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg, Canada, you know. Yeah, it's crazy up there. They're in the north. It's up in the north there, up the north. By the way, (laughs) if you've been under a rock, Paul Yatkowski is originally from Canada and uh, was a JUCO transfer into Tennessee, 92 and 93. But um, appreciate you, brother. And uh, we may – I may – uh, grab you uh, for 15, 20 minutes before the game and ask you a few questions about if we can get a hold of you about the Alabama, um, your history with Alabama and the picture that you yeah. have of of you accosting young Jay Barker. So, it is a great It is a great shot. But, uh, hey, brother, thanks for being on. Uh Hang on the line. This is the Moonshine Jones podcast. Gatsky in the moonshine. Go Big Orange. Tennessee will win 38-34. Yes. Got to believe. Go, go Big Orange. Anyway, as Johnny Major says, make them respect you. They don't respect you. All right. Have a good one, guys. Go Big Orange. USA, baby. Hoo <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Talking Red, White, and Blue with your warrior poet, Brandon Sodergren, on the Moonshine Jones podcast. In this present crisis, Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender.